of school left, and we'll only, I think, have one day off, and that'll be Memorial Day. But um, just just taking some time and, you know, recollecting my thoughts. And today I didn't really do anything. Uh, Tamari and I went for a walk when she got off work, but didn't do a whole lot today, just kind of sat around and ate and uh, watched TV today. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am, um, you know, I'm on a, I don't know if I should say permanent vacation. I hope so. But I'm I'm on vacation every day now these days and <laughs> loving it. Um, just just working to promote Gator Consulting and, and uh, get my, my, myself, my life, my thoughts, my heart and all that in a great place. And you mentioned uh, just kind of doing nothing, you know, that's, and not that you're doing nothing, but like it's so needed to just rest, let, allow your mind to rest, kind of like just to to step away from the noise and the world. So, so I'm doing good. And um, you mentioned about two months of school left, and if that doesn't say speak for how time flies, you guys, because it's like you were just you just started. I hadn't even thought about school would be out. In a couple of months, so the kids would be back on summer break. I had not thought about that. So but life happens worst with time of the year. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> all is good on this end. We have we had great weather today. Um, Brandon won his fight on Saturday night, and I tell you, I've been I I didn't get a chance to sleep yesterday. It was just to think <laughs> life was happening yesterday. And so I had to allow it. So today I have, I have just, I slept. I probably still sound like I'm sleeping, but I, uh, for those who know me and keep up with all that stuff, it just takes me out. I would be so glad. I, I'm supporting Brandon, but I'll be so glad when he, this phase of his life just he says, "Okay, mom, I'm not doing this anymore." <laughs> so, but he loves it. Um, he won and went all three rounds and. It was so hilarious. Uh, it was all five-minute rounds this time, and I thought it was supposed to be three. So, of course, after three minutes, I'm shouting, you know, like, you forgot, it's over. It's three minutes, it's over. But it wasn't over. <laughs> it was two more minutes. And and um, I don't know why, you guys, I don't know if I said this the last time, and I'll move on quickly after this, but we seem to run into people that just, like we had another racist guy who um I don't know, we this just it got ugly again and that's what happened the last time. We had a guy who just just got so racist about the whole fight and so now and Brandon had I know about thirty plus people there, so he had a lot of supporters but it it got to the point where it almost got ugly again and all because of someone's uh stupidity and just, just racist uh, remarks that had gone on, not just for Brandon's fight, but it had gone on all night um, from the guy behind a group of um, our friends and family. And then when it came time for mm. Brandon to fight, it went up a notch and and uh, <clears throat> to the point one of my girlfriend's husbands just was like, no more, and, and there you go. There, there, That's all it took from that. So um, the good thing about it, though, is uh, – the guy's wife and the friends that he was were were with, you know, just apologized 
you know, to the point one was in tears saying, you know, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. And I was like, you know what, it's not you, it's him, as what's his name, so we can pray for his heart because that's all you can do. You cannot, you cannot change people. We cannot. But, you know, at the mm-hmm. same time, on another level, you, you, if it gets to that point, you just have to go there just to keep it real. But as far as, you know, when it's over, it's over. I'm done with it. I'll pray for him. He just needs to keep his distance. And then at the end, um, <laughs> it was kind of ironic because he uh, – he ended up apologizing to Brandon. He and I, I it was and I, I watched him because I, he didn't look right to me. So I just I, he just looked like he was for some reason just spoke just stuck on Brandon. And so I thought, okay, here we go. I mean, I'd have mapped out my 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 plan because y'all, I was like, I probably would have been in jail today because I mapped it out. I was just waiting for him, and I didn't say anything to anybody. I just stood back and watched this guy, but he looked as if he was. Like he wanted to, if, if people know, steal Brandon. Like he wanted to just knock Brandon out. And so I still wasn't too too uh, trusting of his apology. But uh, what he did was, once he got the opportunity, he walked up to Brandon and they 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 just talked 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 for a while. And I just stood there, not to where I could hear, but just if I needed to respond, I could. And so um, yes. I just thought it's and and he was an older guy. Like I just thought, and that wasn't the I heard from some other people that he had said some some other things about black people in the midst of the crowd, and I just thought how sad his heart and his life must be because it's you know it it has to be stuck in you for you to get in such a um, a group you know to to be so racist so publicly. Either that or you're super drunk and it's still stuck in you and the drunkness brought it out. So other than that, the night was 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 great. But you know, being that I'm the people watcher, and I just I, I after seeing that, I thought how his life must be, how how his heart of hearts must be to be that angry over color, and to be that angry to where you're you're willing to verbalize it in um, in the way that he did. So I just thought, why us? Why us, Lord? Can somebody else get this <laughs> get this one? Because uh, this is the second time, and um, other than that, so I guess as many as we've gone to, I guess I, I shouldn't feel like it's just us because it, it could be anybody. But So that was the highlight but you know of something to tell me? and uh, what's that? So, I mean, it, just just thinking about tonight's, tonight's show, people, more, more specifically men, like that are the reason why we cannot are, are part of the reason why we cannot move forward as a society because if that man feels the way that he feels and he he feels so strongly about it to the point where like you can't break the way that he feels that means that whoever uh raised him or influenced him felt the same way and now this man, if he already has not, is going to instill that same hatred into some other boy or some other girl, and it's just going to keep this cycle going. And until wow. somebody in his lineage has a change of heart, is going to continue and be passed down from generation to generation. I mean, you think about it. Slavery supposedly ended in what eighteen sixty five? 
But here we are in 2000. Huh? Oh, no, I didn't say anything. But here we are in 2018 and still fighting this civil war. But it is because no matter no matter how much you think that I mean you you could change the laws, you can change uh the rules, you can change the practices, you can change the people. But you cannot change history and you cannot change people's hearts. And so until that happens where people make this conscious decision and again until this until somebody because this man clearly is gonna stay the way that he is. But until somebody in the generations that come after him decide that they no longer want to carry that same mindset or that same hate hatred, it's gonna continue. Right. Right. And, and Ronnie, you know, that's like everything else. Like I'm glad you you pointed that out because that's no different from um the things that we pick up from 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 who raises us and, and how we're raised, you know, on how to love, how to be a man, how to be a father, how to be a wife. And that's exactly where I wanted to start. This 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 part too out tonight about the absent fathers and, and, and absent not necessarily being that um, not in the home either, you know, because sometimes people are absent in the present. You know, they're there, but they're not, or they don't quite learn how to be there in a way in which that is effective for, 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 for I'm going to say stick to our topic for men, um, and I think most of most of our learning and, and things like that come from the male, or it should. It's just that, again, we have so many absent fathers and then those who are present who are mentally absent because they're trying to keep up with the world. They they are mentally exhausted. Like, we don't stay connected with, the, with each other. Like, um, I think like they did back in the day. And I think that has that is playing a significant role in how we um, are raising our children and how we were raised. Uh, I guess the difference in because I remember having male role models in my life, um, <clears throat> and I think that helped me significantly. Uh, and I think it's just a natural state for us to even with with babies, no matter what babies. Say dad at first I don't think I've ever heard of a mother Saying Or a father saying you know He said mama first and, and But mama is there All day all night She had him she car- carried the child And He or she comes out And who does he call first dad I just think that's, that's mm-hmm. A spiritual thing and it's, in, it's a thing That's in order and because we've gotten so far from order and we, we've created this way um, of living that we've adapted to, women, is, I'll, I'll say women for sure because I, I don't think we allow men to be or to take part in that role enough. I just don't. And, and I know I didn't. I know, I, I know, and I said that last week, how I just, 
I, I tried to be both. And I don't think I realized it at the time, but coming out of it and, and growing, I realized how how much, even although I had those men in my life, how, how much more I needed that and I needed to pay attention and I needed it consistently. Even as grown women, we need it. So I can only imagine what it does to a man who um, who gets to gets to his adult life and realizes I don't know how to do this. I'm afraid to do this. What should I do? What shouldn't I do? And then to get to that point and not feel comfortable enough again because of the stereotypes that men can shouldn't ask for help they shouldn't they can't appear weak they can't cry they can't be fearful they can't need help so they they get to that point and they don't express or don't feel like they can be expressive about it or don't feel like they have anyone that they can trust to be expressive about it and then pick up and say, "Okay, brother, man, let's let's go, let's go do this, let's get back on our on our on our um, journey, without being um, looked upon as weak, so to speak." So I, I think a, that's a great place to start with with that analogy and and taking it from this guy who was racist. He was taught that way. He saw it. He learned. However, it becomes the responsibility of all of us to decide what we want and who we are, regardless of how we were raised. It's, it's, it's up to us to determine what keeps us in bondage or has kept us in bondage, keeps us from being, or, or for, for men, keeps you from being that man that you know you are in spite of, keeps you from feeling like you're not a man because you're not, doing it the way society has said to do it, so to speak. So um, I think great place to start there. Uh, for those of you who are listening, the phone lines are open right now. I do not think I opened the chat line. You probably already are on there. So let me open it here. Yeah, I've uh, already uh, set it up. Okay. Okay, great, great. So the chat room is open. If you have not registered as a follower, you can do that tonight, simple, easy. You can use your uh, Facebook, and the only difference is you'll be registering under your Facebook name if you would like to create a username and make it more private. Um, you can do that username, password, and then you can use that to log on. And from there, it keeps you updated uh, with our shows. You can also chat with us in the chat room without calling in and all of that. So. Phone line is open, 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. You can select the number one if you have a question or, or want to add something to tonight's show. And we hope that you do. And, and the way that we'll pull you in is provide the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits, again, of the number that you're calling from. Um want to remind you of the trash can, baby. Uh, we're going to continue to say this, and again, if someone has tried it, you're trying it, you plan to, let us know. Uh, all we ask that you do in order to promote the importance of change, um, for you to be intentional about um, how easy it is to just get stuck in auto mode, autopilot mode, and just do things just because you've become accustomed to doing them, go places just because, you know, that's where you've always gone, and and just get out of autopilot mode and learn to live uh, purposefully. 
So we ask that you move your trash can, one that you visit frequently, hopefully, and that what you do after that is monitor how often you return to the location that you've moved it from and allow that to just, again, allow you to give some thought about your life, what you're doing, um, just because out of habit, what habits have you allowed to create in your life? And, and again, we know just from, from on the show, habits habits really determine the direction of our life. And, I, and I, I like that so much. So what we consistently do, do not do, because some of us, like even on this show, we, we want to do something. We have a... We have a desire for something, but we're not willing to to become self-disciplined in that area consistently. So it's the habits, meaning if you, I mean, if you write a little bit every day, your book is birthed. If you build a little bit every day, a house is built. So it's no different in life. We have to just be consistent um, in our doing and not get caught up in the autopilot mode of um, of getting into things and just doing them because, you know, this is what we've always done. Create those new habits and now always do it so that it works towards your goal, not towards your past, so to speak. Um, so, Rodney, um, I guess we can get going. Any You want to you start or you want me to jump right in, uh, continuing from um, last week and adding as well? So I saw I saw um uh your post on Facebook and and uh, and I and I shared it and uh it made me uh, it made me think and then I was I was looking at some things and so I'm going to sh- excuse me I'm going to share this it uh this article comes from www.americanvalues.org and it says George Moody a 60 60- a 60-year-old man from Hinesville, Georgia, had just checked into John's Resort in Haines City, Florida, for a family reunion in April. He opened his hotel door, and three teens in ski masks opened fire. When police arrived, they found five members of Moody's family, including a 10-year-old girl, wounded. It was a random shooting, the sheriff uh, told the Miami Herald. It doesn't make any sense. This was the final act of a four-day shooting spree undertaken by three boys, all under 18. Just another crime in America, not shocking enough to make the national news. But according to a new report, Kids and Violence, by Florida's Family First organization, all three gunmen had one thing in common. They came from homes broken by divorce or unwed parenting. Coincidence? Between 1980 and 1990, the homicide arrest rate for juveniles jumped 87%. Following rapid changes in family formation in the 1970s, youth violence rose sharply in the 1980s and 90s, even while it declined for adults over age 25. So if you think about, um, and, and I wasn't born until... 1982, um, but I remember how things were in the 80s and 90s, and I remember even back then, um, I remember the difference in the mindset of people who were born 
um, in the 40s and 50s and 60s and and even in the 70s, and their mindset was totally different. And uh, Tamari and I were kind of talking about this um, over the weekend and just how relationships were different, homes were different. Your mom and dad may have fallen out of love with each other or may may not have wanted to, to be with each other anymore, but no one left. Mom didn't leave. Um, mom didn't leave dad because, you know, dad was running around or, you know, because dad may have been violent or, you know, because dad drank and things like that. Um, people just didn't leave. And, you know, people, you know, they, they, when they said their vows that, you know, they would stay together forever, like that's what they did. And so, um, even on top of that, when men did their dirt, they respected their home for the most part, you know, and you, and you found men who, you know, may have been running around with a bunch of women, but at the same time, he still took care of home. You had men who, you know, may have been doing their thing, but, you know, they still taught their, their, their sons how to be men. They still taught their sons how to work on cars. They still taught their sons, um, you know, about cutting grass and fixing things around the, around the house. And, um, you know, I, I remember um, I didn't go very often, and, and my, I didn't live with my dad, but I remember, you know, going to work with my dad because he does construction. And so I remember going to work with him. And even though, you know, they never trusted me with a hammer and a nail, you know, I would go and, 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 and my job was to pick up trash. But over the years, um, that has changed. And so now um, with the way that men and women tend to, to deal with each other now, it seems like there are more divorces than there are marriages. And, you know, just because a man falls out of love with a woman, he feels like, you know, he's now falling out of love with his kid too, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and then that ultimately hurts the child. Now, does it mean that all children who uh, come from fatherless homes, you know, will grow up and, and rob people and shoot people? Obviously not. I didn't do it. But there is uh, something about having two active parents on one accord. There is something about, and Tim, you mentioned this earlier, there is something about having your mom in the home and carrying herself like a mother, like a lady, like a professional, like a wife, and having your dad in the home as well, but carrying himself like a man, carrying himself like a father, carrying himself like a dad. You know, and and spending time with the family because there are there are homes where both parents are there, but the kid somehow gets lost 
because mom and dad are always working or mom and dad are always trying to find a babysitter to drop the kid off. And so, um, you know, even if you look at these well-to-do families, and I'm going to turn it back over to you after this, Tammy, when you think about these well-to-do families, I know in Maryland um, there's a big heroin problem, right, especially in Montgomery County. Well, Montgomery County is one of the wealthiest counties in the country, yet you have all of these kids coming from, you know, the, the families where, where, you know, they live in these five- and six-bedroom houses, and the parents have, you know, these fancy cars, and the kids are driving Benzes to school. So they have all of this money, right, but there's no love in the home. There's no structure in the home. And so the first time these kids are faced with adversity, they don't know how to handle it. They turn to drugs. I mean, the, the, the heroin problem got so big uh, in Montgomery County that I think the governor, I think it was the governor, came, you know, did a public service announcement. You know, please stop leaving your friends when they overdose because the kids would be, you know, doing heroin and then somebody would have too much and pass out and the kids would leave them because they're afraid like, hey, if the police show up, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So they would just leave the kids there. And so they were like, well, you know, call us. And, you know, they, they came up with some with something that, you know, we will uh, we won't hold it against you, you know, but just call us so that we can get these kids and help. But here you have kids who have a mom and a dad in, in the house who have any who have everything that a kid could want, that a kid could ask for except their parents' time, except their, their parents' guidance. The love and the foundation and the guidance that they need. Tammy? Hmm. Okay. Um, gosh, I, I'm trying to figure out where to start here, here Rodney. Um, <laughs> I want to take, I want to take it back just a little bit. I want you guys to just, and I won't, I won't read, um, Deuteronomy, where it talks about you know if brethren dwell together and 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 brother dies and you know, the the brother the the brother however that goes should should uh, step in and and take care of the family basically and I don't recall and I hope I'm right on this and Rodney might have to help me with this ever seeing anything about women for for that matter and the reason I'm saying this is because I want to to people to get the spiritual. Uh, a spiritual outlook or a spiritual mindset of the importance of men because that is one thing I think, again, we've lost. Like we've snatched away the essence of a man. And so, and I'll stop right there for a minute. I want to read some statistics, and I think we did this before, Rodney, but it is it is said that an approximately 17.4 million children live in Father absent homes. That is a lot of children, and that was 2014. We are, we are, we're. I, I need to find a more up to date um, number for that. 
but that's 17.4 million kids who are without fathers. And so for for just the sake of, um, let me do this, to keep it about men, um, think of, I'm going to read some statistics and you guys just think about that, 17.4 million. And I'm going to give some on women as well, but they don't break it down just for boys, at least with this statistic that I found. But absent uh, homes that are absent of fathers, the children are four times greater to be considered living in poverty. And um, I'm kind of, that poverty word to me is one that I don't like because, again, I think if you tell people that they're in poverty, then it becomes a mindset for them and they, they, they buy into it. But that is the statistic. Um, more likely to, the four times greater, more likely to have behavior problems. Um, mortality at birth, they are two times greater. And they're more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit crime. As far as teenage pregnancy, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen. Um more likely to face abuse and neglect, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, um, even down to obesity, that they're two times more likely to suffer obesity and two times more likely to drop out of school. Um, So those are just some statistics of the absent father. And, again, not to – this show is not – about bashing men, not about saying um, I hate the term real men as well. In, in doing research for this, a lot of these articles say real men. What What's a real man? You know, a man, he, he's a man regardless. So that goes back to some of the stereotypes. Uh, we talked about the show prior to this series. We talked about the double standards for men and women. Um more men commit suicide than in, than than any gender. Like they're 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 supposed to be the strongest vessel, um, or are the strong strongest ones. But more men commit suicide, and that may be because they say more men are successful at the suicide attempt. Um, and I think just because they get to that point where they feel like they cannot, they cannot survive and be what they were put here to be. In the last show we talked about as young boys, how young boys just have this, they they have this hunger to know how to be that great father, to know how to be a man so that they can be a father, be the provider for their family, which I think is one of the the greatest downfalls when a man is not able to provide for his family. So let's look at provide. If a man is not able to keep food on the table, keep keep a house, um, a place to stay, and we have to break it down even a bit more because what is a home? Home doesn't have to be this great, you know, Three, four thousand square feet home. When you just have a wife, maybe a child or two. Even, even if you have several, we didn't grow up in that. We grew up in a in a in a home where we would have we had to share space. 
We had to share each other. And, Rodney, I think that's one reason you talked about the differences, the, the mindset. I think we've lost a lot because we've been given so much more that keeps us from connecting, from sharing, from talking, from having to maybe wait on the bathroom or share the food, not not just be so top and, and eat more than we have to have because there was more people that had to eat. You couldn't you couldn't waste food. You couldn't you know, you you didn't you had enough for everybody. And enough you you didn't have to worry about oh too much and and I think personally we've just been given too much or we've been fed a lie that we need so much more than we do. And so now as a provider, as a man he feels, I have to give my wife this for her to be satisfied. And if women, if we just keep it real, we buy into it. We want the big house. But now, because of this big house, either your man has to work harder or now you have to work. And like Rodney said, now what do you have? You have two, you have a, a two-family, two-parent home, but nobody's present. And when they are, they're so exhausted from having to, to – Pay for these things that we don't need. That we don't need. That if we didn't have, if we didn't have them, that maybe this father does not have to work so many hours and so long. You have you have fathers, men who work two jobs. I've 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 coached, I've consulted married or people who are married and, and the man's working two jobs and the woman is, is, is saying, I need more time and he doesn't spend enough time with me. Well you you have to spend time with all this stuff that he's working to pay for. But imagine mm-hmm. a man feeling like I can't provide for my family and I think when a man gets that in his head because they are put here to provide, to protect and I believe that's one of the greatest things that we snatched away from fathers is his his thought of, of the ability to provide for his family. That That is one thing that says I am a man to be able to provide and take care of. And so we have a lot of men. You think about the absent father, the, the homes of the absent father and the statistics that I just read, more likely to go to prison, more likely to have behavior problems. All this combined, how does that young boy – Go out and find a job if he has the if he has a, a, a you know a record if he's had behavior problems in school if he's committed a crime so we look at we look at these young boys even the the young boys that the article that you read writing you know I wonder if we if we here in in America ever just stop and say let's build men. Let's let's build men in such a way to where they know what it means to protect, to honor um, the wife, so that if she decides to stay at home or, or or go to work, that she is whole, emotionally healthy. She's able to take care of the home, take care of the kids, take care of herself because she's honored, and she and her and the boys and the young ladies are taught to honor her as well. In her in her way, in her perspective role, so I, I personally believe that this emotional breakdown or this this emotionally broken uh, syndrome I call it for men starts with the absence the absence of father 
going there is just the way that the the way that we become a society of need. We need this, and so, and if we really look at it, some of the things we don't need. So this this man does not have to work all these hours to pay for this, or now you don't have to go out and be absent from the home to pay for this. And so when that happens, where does this young boy go? So those are the emotionally broken men that we're dealing with today, and we just keep adding to it. We keep adding to it. I never hear, I never hear, maybe some of you do, about, like, the number of men that commit suicide. Like, nobody really talks about that more men commit suicide. And why? Why? We don't ever really talk about the stereotypes that we that we the double standards, I guess I should say, um, and how tough it must be to be in that role, to come from a place where you've not been taught how to be a man, but you are the most important link to the equation. Like you are the you are the answer, but nobody gives you the the um, what is it, Rodney? The uh, Math problems. I'm trying to remember what they were. Nobody gives you the formula, not, not the formula, whatever it is, Rodney. You know what I'm trying to say. But the no, nobody, nobody gives you the details of how to work the equation. I guess I should say, and I can't remember what they call it. But um, so I just think that's that's where it starts there. Now, however, like we started out the show when I was talking about the fight and the guy that we had to deal with, it is up to us. It is up to every man, every woman, every husband and wife that get together to figure out, to sit down and figure out how do we do this. It is up to every man to say, I don't know how to do this, and grab a hold of somebody who's doing it. If you don't say anything to them, watch them. Because pride sets in, ego sets in, fear sets in, and now you you are more you become more broken because you feel that you're not a man because you are not meeting the standards of what a man should be but more so what society says a man should be and that's why i think we need to get away from stop letting the tv tell us what we need where we are based on what we have who we are based on where we live what we wear what you know how our wife looks you know, and this kind of thing, we're missing out, men especially. And we, as women, I think we're adding to it by falling in that, that trap as well of society. So back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, um, <laughs> you know, I, I never thought about um, this uh, male suicide rates either. Um, and I guess because it's not something that you read about a lot. It's not something you see on the on the news a lot. No one really talks about it. And, and um, as you were talking, I put up this, this article, and it, and it defined it as a silent epidemic because it's happening far more than we realize. Um, and no one's talking about it. And so if it's not getting any attention, people aren't talking about it. It's not all over the news. It's not all over social media. Um, Then these men are not getting any help. 
Um, no one is 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 talking to them. But only but 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 not only that though. Um, how many men are too prideful to admit that they need help? Um, men go through things, and, and I'm guilty of it myself. Men go through things, and in our minds, because we are men, we are supposed to figure it out. Because we are men, we're supposed to tough it up. Because we are men, um, we should not be, you know, going to anyone, especially a woman, and saying, hey, I have this problem. And sadly, I think as as life goes on, I think that each generation is just becoming weaker and weaker because of the stress that society is putting on uh, and I'm going to say the American society is putting on us as people. And I agree with you wholeheartedly about uh, the demands that uh, that we put on ourselves. Trying to impress. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but there was a meme I saw one time that talked about how um, – Men say that they hate gold diggers, but they use their money to attract the women. And we let society tell us who we should be, how we should be, how we should live. And then before you know it, we're in debt. And we can't get out of it. Or we have a, a long list of failed relationships, or we can't keep a job, all because we try to live this so called American dream. Because we believe that we have to live a certain way. And I was talking to a good friend of mine. Um, a few weeks ago, and he said, don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a good thing, you know, when you can go out and buy a house. But he said, let me tell you, if, he said, that's one of the, um, he said, he said, that's one of the, the, the biggest dreams that we are sold, that we have to be homeowners. And he said, if you can go and get a home and you can pay it off, uh, you know, within a reasonable time, not 30 years, he was like, fine. He was like, but if you think about it, you go and buy a home and think about the interest that you're going to, excuse me, think about the interest that you're going to pay on this house if you take 30 years to pay for it. And he was like, and think about all of the money you're going to have to put into the house over that 30-year period. You're never going to get back 
what you put in it. You'll get some some things back. But he said that's why a lot of people can't retire because they because they want to retire, but they but their house isn't paid off, and their retirement check is not enough to cover their living expenses. And think about you know when when when. You live in an apartment, and no, this is not me telling anybody, you know, live in an apartment the rest of your life. It's also not me telling anybody to go buy a house. But, you know, he was saying when something breaks at your apartment, somebody else comes to fix that. But when you have a house, you're in charge of that. The whole point is if you're going to invest in anything, make sure that it's not going to take away from another important part of your life, especially your family. You going out and and making purchases should not impact the way your family lives. You should never go out and buy something that's going to keep you away from home. You should never go and 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 purchase something that you now need a second job or you need a cosigner. Because if you have to change the way you live because of something that you're getting ready to do, you might want to rethink that. And we're quick to say, the Lord blessed me with this car. Really? The Lord blessed you with it, so why are you so stressed out? And I think that because we get caught up in these worldly things, because we get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses, and because we get caught up as men trying to impress, no one knows the pain that's really on the inside. And that's why you see these athletes die broke. They make millions of dollars in a 10 to 15 year span in their pro career. Millions of dollars, but they die broke. Why? Because of their mindset. Because they're trying to fill a void with something that can't fill it. They're trying to make themselves happy. They're trying to buy happiness. And you can't buy it because the same thing that makes you happy will make you sad. How often do we hear about celebrities, especially over the last five to ten years? We heard of we've heard of so many celebrities committing suicide. They just got to a point they couldn't take it anymore because they allowed themselves to believe that they were supposed to be living up to a certain standard. And when they got to a point where they were no longer doing it and didn't see a way to do it then they they had nothing else to turn to. I'm going to add this to to 
to all of this as well. We have to stop um, the way that our the way the, the way that our society do men is this. If a woman does anything, it is the greatest thing in the world, no matter what it is. If a man does something, it's more like, well, that's what he's supposed to be doing. For example, think about Mother's Day. You see commercial, you see um, all of these advertisements. It is a huge deal, right? And no one says anything negative about Mother's Day. No one says anything negative about the mothers who aren't holding it down, the mothers who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And there are some, but nobody mentions that. Nobody talks about that. You are That is one day, no matter how trifling a woman may be, that is the one time of year you are not allowed to say anything negative about a female whether she is doing what she's supposed to or not, it's all good. But you can't celebrate Father's Day without stipulation, without disclaimer. Father's Day rolls around. What do you hear? Happy Father's Day to all, like you said, to all the real fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to all the mothers who play both roles, right? But we have to stop doing that. If we're going to celebrate parents, celebrate them. We We can't pick and choose and find ways to exclude men and then say, well, we need more from our men. Well, how are you going to get more from somebody when you're constantly tearing them down or you're constantly ignoring them or you're constantly excluding them? How are you going to get more from them? Because men, maybe not as often as women uh, feel like they need it But every now and then Men like to hear thank you Men like to hear Hey you're appreciated Not all the time And Even if they're not hearing thank you For what they're doing Because they're doing it Because it's in their heart They also don't want to hear the negativity because it is it is one of the things that I think is very difficult for a man to take is when he is doing all he can and then he hears something that makes him feel like it's not noticed or it is not appreciated. And so I think that we have to as a society, or 
even as individuals, as a family, I think that it is necessary for men and women to figure out how they are going to make it as a couple, how they're going to make it as husband and wife, how they're going to make it as two parents trying to raise the same children. I think that it's important to try to figure that out because otherwise, like we said before, we're going to continue this vicious cycle. Rodney, what do you think, um, as you were talking, I thought about this, and and this goes back to society and and how it – Oh, gosh, it just breaks us down, you guys. I thought about, okay, let's take, and again, not bashing anybody's uh, decision on how they live, but we live in a society that has told men that it's um, you're weak if you cry, you're weak if you are emotional, if you're expressive about your emotions and your feelings. And so that has been forever. But we also live in a society who tells a man you can be gay and sleep with another man. But that's not weak. Mm. You see the double standards. You see, like, it's okay, you can't cry, <laughs> you can't, man, don't cry, man, don't do all this. But you can you can go be with another man. That is acceptable. That doesn't um, make you any different. And I'm not saying that it does, but I'm saying that look at the way that society and the world plays tricks on you, but we let them. Mm -hmm. I also think that part of our emotional, because men men are not alone. We women are just emotionally broken, and we play a great part in breaking men down more or making them more emotionally broken, if that's the right way to say it. But I think we both are failing in the area, are becoming um, and staying emotionally broken because we worship ourselves instead of God, all of us. It's always about me, 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 and nothing really is to bring glory to the kingdom, to the word of God, and to save souls. It's what can you do for me? My man, can you buy me that house? Because if you can't, you are worthless. You are not my man. Can I get this car? Can I have this three four $400 purse? And then when he has to work and he's stressed out to get it or to keep it, get it and keep it. So what are we doing, all of us? And at the end of the day, we've bought into something that we should we think that we should be, we should have, we should be doing, and if we think about it, it's mostly based on what you've been told, what you see on TV, what you've bought into, whether you had a dad or not, because I know some some people who came from nothing. Yeah, some brokenness, but I think there's going to be a little bit of brokenness in all of us. Emotional emotional brokenness But it's what do we do with it Because I truly believe There is there is little gain If there's no pain of, of, In your life 
and you define the pain, but we don't typically grow to know, like I've heard say, to know happiness, you've had to have some, to be able to identify what what it is to be sad. But it's like we want to skip everything. We want to skip working up to it. I I see, and, and unfortunately, Rodney, because I worked from home for so long, I, I would I would start work, have my windows open, and I live by two schools. I'm in the middle of the middle school and the, and the elementary school. So I would see um, women walking their kids to school. I, I, I know when they're coming, and I know when to see them start walking back, and it's mostly Mexican women. So because how they do it, they get, a, they get one car, truck, mostly, you know, nice, it's, it's really nice, and they share it. I've seen them walk in the rain to get those kids, in the snow to get those kids to school and back. Day, the entire year, day after day after day, you just look forward to seeing them pass by your house, pass by the window. But they're making sacrifices so he can go off to work in the car. They don't have to have two. And then if something happens, they have a lifeline. So we we have to take some responsibility, both men and women. Just because you're broken men, it does not mean that you don't have responsibility, that you still don't have to do what you were put here to do. How you do it is a different story. Because you could tell that woman, no, we're we're not living this American dream. We don't have to have this three thousand square feet because what comes with that is a three thousand square feet utility bill. What comes with that is upkeep. So I think men just need to stop and say, wait a minute. Men need to come together, share Share what's going on with you. There are some signs that, that I came upon in reading some articles, like what what will tell you if you are dealing with an emotionally broken man. And as I was going through them, I'm like, that, these are the same for the most part as emotionally broken person. So I think for the most part, if we would just agree that we're we're all a little bit emotionally broken, it's just the way that it affects the world and, and our household. If it if if a man is broken and and continues to stay broken, and most times they do because why we say as well, you don't share this. So, people, a man will get to a point where he would rather take his life than say, I don't have all I need to do this. I can't do this, my brother. To someone who says, okay. Let, what, what's going on? Let's sit down. Let's work this thing out without judgment of that brother's manhood. Without going back and talking about that brother to the other brothers. So a lot of this is just selfishness. It's just sickness of the heart. It's just worshiping this world, being conformed to it, I'll say, and then worshiping ourselves. Because we all are a bit broken. We all can say, can identify with something. 
that has left us broken. And in most cases, you guys, it starts in chi- at your chi- in your during your childhood time. Something that we've carried, that we've bought forward, but you still make a choice because if you tell me something that you bought forward, that's keeping you in, that you are allowing to keep you in bondage, allowing it to make you feel inferior, that you are not a man, that you you you've you've, you've set this standard that what makes a man, and because you don't fit. All of those standards, now, in your mind, you're less than a man. And so that weighs on you every day. You you come home and you deal with the BS. You go to work and you deal with the BS. It's like everywhere you go is something that says, you've not quite, quite made it, my brother. And doors continue to be shut. But then we say we believe in this great God. Then we say we believe in this great God's word, the word of God, who 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 hmm. heals all that brokenness, who gives you salvation a, for your brokenness. We have a caller. We have a caller. We do. I'm gonna uh, bring them in as soon as you finish. No, go ahead. I'll stop right here because I, I I love to hear the opinions of others on this. So go for it. Uh, we're going to bring in caller from area code 313, last four digits are 0344. Caller, you are on the air. Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead, caller. Well, <clears throat> I just wanted to say, um, you know, just in regards, you know, like uh, not like not being the youngest person, but not really being the oldest person. And just been just being a person that has uh, you know, sit back and observed um, you know, the state of uh, you know, the black family and the black relationships and the uh and the um you know, how like not you know, how kinda of like now in twenty eighteen it's like kinda of like, you know, black men and black women is like rivals. And, you know, it's just like a lot of uh, you know, hate and disrespect towards each other and a lot of things <clears throat> And you know how, you know, you got a lot of things that's going on that, you know, like I said, in the 90s, you know, I just would never thought we'd be at this point today. But I just think that, you know, as far, you know, we know all the problems and everything, and but I think as far as like a solution, I just think that it just needs to be um, a complete like top to bottom, you know, like a, like a tear down of how we think and then just like a rebuild up completely where you have, you know, like you say, like, like you said, she said, everybody is the individual. You know, everybody is their own individuality. You know, it's like a hardcore individual type of thinking right now. And, you know, we don't understand that, you know, what what I do is going to affect the next person. And a lot of times, and what I have found, you know, since I've been trying to find a wife and stuff like that, is that a lot of times the person that will meet a person and wants to do the right thing, you know, you got to come behind the last individual and deal with the dishonest thing that they did, you know, and we're not really looking at it like that. Like, there a lot of people is going around and we like, we almost spreading our poison to each other, our poison thinking, our poison ways to each other. 
And if you're somebody that might want to do the right thing and, and, and not cheat and not dog a person out, you got to deal with what the last individual did that was dishonest. And But due to our individuality, we're not looking at it like well, what I do affects the next person or what, what I do to this person that I'm going to end up having to send back out there to meet somebody else. You know that's going to affect that's going to affect somebody else because I'm an individual and I'm only thinking about me and we're not looking at it like that. You know what I'm saying? And you know it's just so much stuff that I'm seeing now. Like wow, you know, and and black people, they, especially my generation, is deep into their own individuality. And if it don't affect me, I don't care. If it don't affect my happiness, I don't care. As long as I'm getting my money, it don't matter. And it's like, well, we don't see how that individual thing gonna work out for us. You know what I'm saying? Cause we we digging a ditch for ourselves, and we almost like oppressing each other because of our own individual selfish needs that are incorrect. You know, so I just think that it just needs to be a complete top to bottom tear down because you know you have to have one positive constructive way to pick a wife the the proper way to pick a husband the proper way to meet somebody and court somebody the proper way. You know, we we done did the the in the club and the trying to have the sex with many women as you can. We done and you know, we done been doing that the last shoot forty years or whatever, you know, and not and at this point it's just at an all time high because, you know, when it first started in the seventies with that generation, you know, their parents was put and that older generation was mostly married. And now us in our from the eighties and the nineties, you know, we done came up with our parents, they was the people doing that. So now you got we we behind a couple generations of that type of behavior. And to me now it's blowing up in our faces because all the stuff that has been done, you know, all the type of poison thinking and poison behavior and actions that is has been done. So I just wanted to put that out there and just, you know, spread my opinion. Paula, I have a question for you, so don't leave so quickly. I want I have a question for you, if you don't mind. What's your age? If you don't have to give me your age, but your age range. Oh, I'm 32. If you don't mind. 32. Okay. What do you have any suggestions of? I agree with you. Like there has to be a breakdown of some sort. What have you thought? What are you? What are suggestions that things that people can do? To where this this total breakdown starts? Any suggestions? Anything that you thought about? Well, I mean, see, with me, I, 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 you know, I don't think it's any really anything that really can be done. Cause see, me, I'm more so on the the radical. I'm more so on the mm-hmm. on the um, on the like the far edge. Because like I said, we we in a time now in 2018. Where I also like this, even if you look at the most primitive of people or the most people that live in unsophisticated countries, you know, they still have respect, you know, for each other and they still have respect for family. You know, you still see that that's something that's basic. You know, you being able to meet a woman of your own kind and being able to meet a man of your own kind and it's respect and it's dignity and this thing. And, see, we find ourselves here not even really having that, and we almost like rivals. And I think a lot of it is the culture that came from the music, the hip-hop. You know, like I said, a lot of that, you know, put, you know, just years and years and years of that, you know what I'm saying, 
and then also too, you know, because like the reason why I don't I think it has to be something drastic is because you know, like for instance, I've I've met women, you know, they come from two parent two parent homes. Uh, they had a mother and a father that was married forty years. You know, grew up in a stable house. Mom and dad worked and was respectable. But see, the, the problem with that and the, and what we don't understand about the whole raising the right, but you can still be an individual thing, is because. Like I can say, my upbringing, I was I was kind of sheltered in my upbringing, but once you send your kids out there to meet other people that might have not had the same upbringing, you're not gonna be equally yoked. So you're gonna send another person out there to end up getting the same old poison that you might have raised them away from. Because once you get out there and start dating different people and picking up different ways, you might go into a relationship and don't even come out the relationship the same way. So that kind of nulls and voids that, you know, upbringing sometimes because you got to go out there and pick from the type of people that didn't have that type of foundation growing up. So that's why I feel like it has to be something drastic. Like, you know, like we can't, like to me, I don't think you can say, okay, we need to change, but then sit up and listen to the same type of music, the same type of that that's going to put whoremongering and put this and put all this type of stuff in your brain. You know what I'm saying? We can't, you can't continue to say, well, I want a versus woman. Then you should listen to music. We're talking about a bitch in the hole and all this crazy stuff. You know, it, it, it can't, we can't like try to be different, but then be the same people that put us in this situation. That's why I feel like it has to be something drastic, you know, to, it needs to be a, a complete tear down. You know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, like, okay, because like you got people say, well, you got to pick a person and, 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 and like I, you gotta pick. You gotta. You pick it like they said. Or you're picking the wrong person. You know, if you keep running to these same people, well, see, you're picking the wrong type of person. When really, it just needs to be a change of how people behavior. Because if you if you change people's behavior in a certain culture or gender, then you know, like you we are like, when it's a set way of doing things. It's like we already know what's expected. You have a certain a set certain way. Of meeting the person the right way, of courting the person the right way, of being with a person the right way, and this and there's no strain from it. Ain't okay. I get with you, and then I'm trying to have sex with you, and then I'm lying and all. You know all that type of every individual, and you doing it your way, and I'm doing it my way. That's why you is this it's gonna end up being confusion, you know. And it just needs to be one set certain way that works, and it's the most productive for everybody. Not I pick this person and. And then, like I said, you got to go out and learn a whole other person that might be doing a whole other thing, and it just don't work. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's all. I, I think it has to be something drastic. Like, I don't think we can, like you know, the, you know, you got to like Steve Harvey and these type of people, where they trying to make a, a a better way of doing the wrong way. You know, let's have a slightly better way of doing it now. But it, but it, like I said, that stuff still don't work. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff. You know, like I said, to me, like I said, 2018, this, way. yeah, you know, like this, this to me, this I is love that quote. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, I got to like put this, it out there. A better way of doing the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, this, this, to me, in 2018, any time you sitting up in 2018, and they done they literally made black men and black women rivals, you know what I'm saying? You talking about, you can go to the most primitive part of Afghanistan, Pakistan, Wherever, and then people still got enough dignity and respect to have respect for each other. You know what I'm saying? You 
you know, when you look at and we sitting up in America with, with access to anything on, at the quick at the click of a button, and we still can't figure out like, man, why why are we in this situation with each other? So like I said, it it should be alarms going off. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know the the way we are conducting and the way that we are going about the things that we are doing as far as disrespecting each other and and the way that we are so into our own individual wants that we just are. It's like we like I said, we oppressing each other with that because, like I said, what I do it affects the next black man. What 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 the black woman do that affects the next black woman. So. If I go out here and I say, "Well, I'm gonna go out here and try to sleep with as many women as I can," and I'm and and I'm, whatever, I, whether I got to lie, whether I got to pass diseases, whether I got to cheat, whatever, whatever I got to do, I'm gonna do that. And we not looking at it like, well, that part of your brain and that part of your emotion—that's a real sensitive part of a person's psyche, especially a woman's. So if I go out there and I mess up different people. Well, what about the next man that might really genuinely love that woman and, and really genuinely want to do the right thing, but you can't, you're not getting that full person because they done been through two, three relationships, and it's all, you know what I'm saying? We're not looking at it like that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm, now I'm 30, I'm looking at it like, dang, you know, because I done met people from, met women from different lifestyles or walks where they, they might have had them both family members, good household, this, that, third, and they messed up because of what this dude did, right? You know, and we just, we just spreading our poisons to each other, spreading our, you know, our dysfunction to each other and spreading this type of thing. So I think it just, it has to, it's going to have to really take um, a drastic, like this can't be no, we, I mean, this can't be like no just, no simple thing, but we still doing it. This got to be something drastic where, listen, we not even gonna do what we've been doing. It got to be a complete change. It can't be no okay, we can still kinda like still keep creeping and still keep, you know, trying to be out here trying to be a player and still trying to um, you know, do the things we doing, you know what I'm saying? It got to be, you know, drastic. So that's all I wanted to say. This is hey, Rodney. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Then, Rodney, can... Rodney, can I ask Go you ahead. one more thing? You said uh-huh. you were look you are you are not married, right? You are you are dating in the dating stage, right? Yeah, still out here trying to date. So I just want to put this out there to women. So we we have what appears to be a, a a young brother who has his head on his shoulders, has some morals, has some values. These are the guys that we pass up. Why? Why is he still looking? Why is a, a a man like this still looking, but the sagging brother with no respect for you can't sit down and have a conversation that honors both of you is not single, is no longer looking. Matter of fact, he has too many choices. So I just wanted to put it out there. Rodney, over to you. <laughs> uh, call it, uh, stay with us as long as you can. Um, I do want to say a couple things real quick. Uh, one, uh, those of you uh, just joining us, and I see that uh, we have some uh, some new callers. Um, if you are listening by phone um, and you have a question or comment, you can press the number one, and we will bring you in by your area code and last four digits of your phone number. Um, if you are listening online and you'd like to 
uh, dial in to, to to join the conversation. The the number is eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. And again, you can uh, press number one, and we'll bring you into the conversation. I see we just had someone to press number one. Give me uh, give me one second. Um, I like how our caller uh, uh, put the word rival out there because um, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's essentially what our society has done. And then he, you know, he mentioned people like Steve Harvey. Um, and if you think about it, um, and I was sharing this with Tamaria, if you think about it, the relationship experts, so to speak, most of them are either single or in a bad situation right now, or they're single and have a history of uh, of failed relationships. Usually... The people trying to give you advice, and I'm not saying all, but usually the people, if you if you think about it, the people trying to give you advice most of the time, the people writing the books, and again, the experts, usually should be the ones taking somebody's advice, should be the ones sitting back listening. Because people who are successful, for the most part, don't make a whole lot of noise. The people who are successful, no matter what it is, educator, uh, relationship, uh, small business owner, whatever, the successful people usually lead by example. And as our caller talked about, you know, just tearing this whole thing apart. I agree with them because it is so damaged right now. I don't know if it can be fixed because our, our our hearts are so damaged right now that I don't know if we're open to change. I don't know if we're open to transformation because it seems that we all have it figured out. I mean, I you can't see anything positive without also seeing something negative attached to it. Like, for example, the Parkland shooting, those kids are still protesting, right? They came to D.C. this weekend, and they, they had the March for Our Lives rally. You have a group of, of children a large group, because they said over 800,000 people were here. But you have this large group of young people out here fighting for something. The right way, they're not bothering anybody. They're not harming anything. They're going about it the right way. And yet you have people trying to tell them they're wrong or trying to make them the problem. You know, I, I was listening earlier, and 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 they were uh, they were saying that you know the the kids who go to uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School 
are out on spring break this week, but when they get back, they're going to have some new rules. Everybody has to have a clear backpack. Okay, that's that's fine. That's a good security measure, but it does not address the issue. Doesn't address the issue because the the the, the guy who the kid who walked in there and shot all of those people didn't carry his gun in the backpack. And you, you can't fit an assault rifle in a backpack, so it doesn't address the issue. So when we talk about our society and the problem, a lot of it is the people at the top. And I've said this before several times, you cannot defeat an enemy that you are supporting. And the people at the top are doing their job, and that is keep us fighting each other. Keep husbands and wives at each other's throat. Keep the keep keep the the, the light skinned people fighting the dark skinned people. Keep the, the the poor fighting the rich. Keep the Democrats fighting the Republicans. Keep the young man fighting the older man. And they they are winning because we are too blind to see what is happening. To us, I'm going to bring in this other caller, but our caller from three one three, don't go anywhere. Um, going to bring in our caller from nine zero one, area code nine zero one, last four digits are zero six six eight. Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> hey, you all. How y'all doing? Hey. Look, tell that young man he's not thirty two. Tell him y'all. Tell him tell the truth. He's sixty two. <laughs> the way he's thinking, he's sixty two. And tell him he's my age. And tell him I cook some corn and some fried fish and fillet fish and some. And I had to, I got some um some Texas toast and some iced tea, and he can come on over here because he's sixty two. <laughs> Call him, him like you have an invitation. <laughs> He sounds good. And tell him I'm on board with him when it comes to see. See, you can get that book and throw it in the river because I could have wrote the book before he did. Because I got 11 <laughs> books and I was working with 11 boys. So I know how what it is when it comes to a man and a woman. He right. You are so right, young man. You keep your head up because you are, you are not 32, you're 62. You're just telling them that. Go ahead. Tell them you're 62, okay? And tell me you tell them who I am. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Carla, are you still there? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm still okay. here. Okay. She said good night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so I was thinking earlier, um, uh, Carla, and I, um, I wanted to ask you a question as well. Um as a man, as a man, how do you think um, men and women, let, let's deal with men, let's deal with men. So maybe you can give other men uh, your perspective, your point of view, maybe even, you know, some tips or whatever. How do you think men should approach um any situation, or how do you think they should approach um, being with a woman 
trying to date, trying to eventually be in a relationship with her and, you know, down the road marrying her or whatever, starting a family, how do you think a man should approach that situation knowing that the woman could potentially be broken from previous experiences like you talked about earlier? Hmm. Well, I mean, like to me, I would say, <clears throat> you know, um, just really uh, just like taking your time with a person, you know, um, not looking at nothing, no sex and all that type of stuff. You know, it's like this is just all from experience, you know, just and really taking time. Like I said, I'm, I met a, um, a young lady that, you know, like I said, we kind of we matched up perfectly. You know what I'm saying? We matched up perfectly. Um, you know, as far as we matched up, you know, it's, it's real perfectly like same, you know, think kind of think the same and talk the same. But, you know, like I said, she just was, you know, to me so angry and so, um, you know, so bent out of shape about the situation and stuff like that that she had been in. And like I said, you know, I, you know, we wasn't cool enough and close enough for me to maybe you might need counseling. Maybe you might need to do this in the third. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think you just gotta take it take take time with a person and be friends. Like really like you even though you hear that, but people don't always do it, but like you really take your time with a person and see like can we can we just be can we still be into each other and still be into each other and there's no sex involved, there's no physicality, it's just us talking, us um, doing certain things. Uh, maybe the person got kids. Y'all going out on family events if you feel that strong about her and she has children and everything. Just doing stuff to see, like, hey, can, can me and this person really be together and really just court, really just find out about each other before all of that. You know what I'm saying? Because then you can see, even even if it's just phone conversation, we'll see, we just we can just talk on the phone every every night or every other night or every couple of nights and just talk and then when we see each other on the, on the weekends. And just see how long, and then like I so said, you build up a rapport with a person, and then you see if you can deal with a person that has some problems, or you get cool enough, close enough, and maybe talk, and y'all can maybe go get some counseling or something like that. Because the the females I was interested in, I was like, man, like you know, she just was really like a, a, a wife type of material, but to me, she just her past experience. Um, with you know the individual to me she just couldn't really she wasn't really letting it go you know she couldn't really let it go and then she felt like i guess with the previous relationship she did so much chasing him that you know any the slightest little thing where maybe she you know i don't know like i just couldn't read like i couldn't read her and it just and it was just with anything any word that i might have said you know I can tell that, you know, like how maybe somebody you could tell, like maybe a person would like throw, maybe they, maybe, maybe do like a sneak dissing or maybe do like little mean stuff to a female. Like I can tell any word that she didn't understand. Maybe she, she try to overanalyze it. So it just, you know, she just so protective of her feelings, you know. So it's just, you know, with that, you got to like, sometimes it be too much, but, you know, you just got to take your time with a person and really just try to gain their trust. Without the physicalities, that's what I would say. Just try to really, if, if if the situation is salvageable, just try to be really 
be friends and you know and try to really get to know each other on a friendly level and on an intellectual level and see if you can keep each other interest without the the sex thing and, and you know and if you could get closer to that person to maybe you might need counseling to let go of all that you know so that's what I would say. Hey Rodney, this is Tammy, and I wanna I wanna piggyback on what he said about the sex thing because I found that young men I I have uh, a young man that I'm that I'm thinking about right now as he talks about the sex thing and many other men too, but this young man he lives here and I've I've called him my godson for quite a while now and he feels the same way about the sex thing and when he meet he does meet women okay to start but when they find out that he does not want to engage sexually at least not right away and he his hope is to to be married first um that's just his new thing that he's taken upon for for the last i don't know probably eight years or more and women will flee at the time from the time they find out that that's his best decision. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get to know them. He wants to have a relationship. Um, as Trent always says, before the sweat dries, you know, he wants to know who the person is. So I find that very interesting that we're in a world today where a woman will 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 disappear because a man says, you know, let's do this a different way. Let's try this thing a different way because the other way is not working. Because if it was, we we wouldn't we wouldn't have to discuss what we're talking about tonight. Um, so again, that's one for the women. Here are, here are, here are men who want to value you, who want to respect you in in such a way, who is honoring you, and that takes a lot for a man. So, what are we really looking for? Are we looking and attracted to the emotionally broken man, the drama? And when we find it, you know, what are we doing? Because you you, you, there's some great emotionally broken men who keep running into women who just confirms their brokenness, just validate. You know, I'm gonna, if I continue with you, I'm going to be more broken. So that's the question for the ladies. So um, shout out to you, my brother. Um, I hope you find your queen, and I hope she is realizes that um, she signed her king, and y'all do life wonderfully together. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Back over to you, Rodney. Any, any questions, comments? Uh, yes, I do I, I do have another question uh, for, our, for our caller, and I want you to uh, answer too, Tammy. But uh, to our caller, why do you think um, – it it, it 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 seems like, um, and I know that you know, people will argue this, um, but I think that we we all have seen enough um, examples um, of this. But um, why do you think, uh, going back to what Tammy was saying earlier, women would rather love or try to love or try to be with an emotionally broken man versus an emotionally stable man? Why do you think they choose the the, the emotionally broken man over the emotionally stable man? 
Mm. You know what? That one, I, I don't. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't, like I said, I really don't know. And because, like, again, this is just me um, having coming. At, you know, getting my age, getting to this age, and understand, and being able to recognize that. Because, like I said, in my twenties, and you know. In my early time and being, I was in the military too. You know, I was out there. You know, I had bought into that. You know, I was out there, and that's what I thought my manhood was about. Was about the womanizing and the being in the bar and being in the club and you know, going from girl to girl. And I thought my manhood was about how many women I can have and all that type of stuff. So I had that mentality, you know, until I was able to educate myself and read and really re- understand that. So I was out there in that type of realm. So I can't, I can't really say, you know, now I can understand why a certain type of man is picked because, you know, that's, that has been what has been portrayed of us on the, the media and the music and the TV, that type of manhood has been portrayed as, as the black man for so long. But I couldn't really mm-hmm. tell you why a woman would pick a certain type of man, you know. Because I, I can tell you why I didn't, you know. Cause like I said, I had a lot of like earlier. If I had women that came to me that was real good women, but see, I wanted the the the, the wild woman, the industry woman at that time. Because like I said, that's what I had seen on the TV and in the music. You know, I seen. You know the big butt and all that type of stuff. Now that's what I, you know, was like, wow, okay, that's what I want to get. And I, you know, I would have girls that was conservative and quiet and wanting to giving up the sex, and it just was boring to me. You know, it was boring. You know, I wanted to be the woman that was, you know, smoking and drinking and we doing this and that and all that wild stuff. And because that's, that's what I had bought into, because that's what I seen. So that, you know, like I said, I can't, but I can't tell why a woman would want uh, emotionally broken. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't really answer that one. Mm. Okay. Rodney, I got one for you. Um, Go ahead. First of all, I I do believe that we attract in some way who we are or, or what's going on inside of us. So if we are if we are if the, the if the other kind of guy is a tr- more attractive to us, then the question or the the search needs to become your soul, yourself, your spirit. Who are you and why? I truly believe that a girl's first love is her dad. And it it doesn't, I hate to say it doesn't matter, but I was going to say it doesn't matter how this father is. It's her perception of the love that she gets and how she gets it from her dad. I believe when there is, certainly when there is, um, no relationship with a dad. This girl is worse. I mean, it, it's 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 a terrible thing when they're missing. It's also a greater um, disaster if there is a father there. She's aware he's alive. He's 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 in sight sometimes, or he's near, but he's not present. So I believe this is where it starts, and we never, women never really take the time to say, okay, 
let me let let me really think about this. Let me find out what this what my first love taught me or did not teach me and what can I do to make sure or as best as I can that I choose differently. I choose what I need. In order to know what you need and choose what you need, you have to have a a a, a relationship with your let me say first with yourself and God, we look for this, you know, we look for this uh, this guy based on what he looks like and what he drives. It don't even matter how he got the car. You know, he could be dealing on the corner. We got to get out of this so long as we look good and look like it. But what is your soul? Rodney, you made the, the, the comment a few weeks ago. You got all this, but your soul is, you could buy your soul for $2. So I just think brokenness attracts brokenness. And if you pick the guy like our caller, then you know what? He makes you soul search. He makes you look at yourself in a different way. He makes you own up to who you really are, how you really feel inside. And that's an uncomfortable place to be for the majority of people. If you're not intentional about who you are, about finding yourself, about growing up, about letting your past be your past, not being where you come from, not adapting even the the standards of your parents, you have to become your own person. I'm I'm my mother. My mother had me, but I'm not my mother. I'm my dad's child, but I'm not my dad. Yes, did I learn some things from them? Absolutely, and we should. But God created us all to do different things and to become different people for different reasons and, and certainly different purposes. So we have to be able to accept where we came from, and there's no... No gain without pain. We don't learn how to become without knowing where we come, where we came from, and what that did to us. We don't know how to become unstuck. We don't know how to get out. We don't know how to take what we've been given, add to it, subtract from it, and become who God created me to be. Not what my dad said I should be, not what my mom said I should be, not pick the guy or not. And and nothing to say about mothers and and fathers because it's up to us. It's up to us. I carry Brandon, raise him, but if if I had to really just say, there's sometimes I could say, this is not my child. And you know what? He really is no longer my child. He really is not. He was just some some. I, he was he was given to me from God for me to house, for me to raise in the best that I can, and I did some good and I did some bad. But I hope he's able to take what good I did and add to it, and and take the bad and say, you know what? I don't think Mama meant to give me this one, or this one does not work for me. And that, that it becomes a point to where you are responsible for you. So, ladies, if you, are, if, you are, if you find yourself with that guy 
then guess what? You are that girl. Something inside of you is that girl. And why now do you avoid love? And what at what cost do you avoid it for? What are you trading it for? And to get down to it, about it, a lot of us just don't know what love is. A lot of us think you got to be arguing, you got to be disagreeing, you got to, you know, you got to give it to every guy you meet, and then you wonder why you have you feel like you feel because you got everybody in you, every part of them. And so I just feel like we got to take it back to the word. We got to be honest with ourselves about who we are and why we are, where we come from, but also where do we want to go, and how do you get there. You certainly don't get there being the person that you are. You got to clean it up and just be real in a in a good conversation. I think we're all, like I said, one conversation away from breaking free of everything. We lie to ourselves. We lie to people. And that lie becomes our lifestyle. So you can't even pick the good man because, again, he's going to bring that lie out of you one way or another. And you just ain't really ready to confront the lie. It's my opinion. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, we, we are winding down here, uh, depending on where you are. Um, it's 1045 here on the East Coast, and I know it's 945 where Tammy is. Um, but as we wind down um, on the show, um, uh, I do want to share this really quickly. Um, something that uh, Tamaria uh, sent to me or sent to us as our caller first started talking, and, and it says sexual revolution. And it says the liberalization of established social and moral attitudes towards sex, particularly uh, that occurring in Western countries during the 1960s as the women's liberation movement and developments in contraception instigated greater experimentation with sex, especially outside of marriage. Um, and again, that's um, if you look up sexual revolution, um, that's what come up, comes up. And Tamaria sent that when I call her uh, first started talking. I want to read these um, these things from Doctor Phil. Um, four roles he thinks men should embrace. Number one, being a provider. Most men believe that being a good provider means supporting a family financially. It means much more than that. A man should also contribute to the emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental well-being of his family. In order to do this, he must recognize that there are other currencies in addition to money that need to be provided. Number two, uh, the man is a protector. This means more than beating up the guy next door if he insults your wife. It means protecting her self-esteem and self-worth as well as your children's. It can also mean protecting your way of life and guarding against any threats to the things that you and your family value. Number three, being a leader. Instead of waiting for your wife to take the initiative when you are having problems, Take the lead, get in the game, and create what you want in your family instead of whining about your family situation. 
Marriage is not a 50-50 partnership. It's a 100-100 partnership. That means everyone needs to give 100% in order for it to thrive. Remember, you, you get what you give. And finally, the man is a teacher. What are you teaching those around you, especially your children, with your behavior? It's important to provide a good example for your children, loved ones, and community with both words and deeds. Set high standards and teach by doing. Um, Caller, did you have any uh, final thoughts or final words for us? Um, No, I'm just sitting back listening. Mm. You know, trying to hear what they're saying. We definitely appreciate you uh, being uh, <laughs> being willing to join the conversation. We definitely um, uh, value um, your insights. Uh, I think you had a lot to uh, add to the show and add to the conversation. Uh, Tammy, back over to you. Yeah, thank you, Caller, again. You made some great points, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you will listen in uh, to our shows more. Oh, yeah, I will. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, Rodney, as we work to bring it to a close, I would like to kind of switch it over and talk to the women briefly and just just you, us, to be mindful of the way that we um, respond, react, um, the words that we say, how, how do we edify our men, do we uplift them, you know, do we say thank you, are we appreciative um, of just the little things because the world has a way. Uh, I think Rodney made some great points when he talked about how, you know, you keep the the husband against the wife, the wife against the husband, and it goes deeper. You got man, you know, men against men and women against women, and, you know, there's just there's all these little cliques and all these things that separate us. You know, you you. I think I remember saying, "Why why do I just have to be a black a good black mother? Can I just be a good mother? Can I just be be good because of who I am in whatever way I, I I'm working to be?" But there's so many things that divides us and separates us to the point it has be it has come into the home. And this show is not just about the man in your life, meaning you're a guy. It's about even your dad, your your brother, your cousin. Um, if you just really take the time to look in the eyes of a man, whatever men are in your life, you get to see their soul, what they're what they are really going through. And again, this doesn't mean we give them a break, like you get this free pass to be broken. But it means that we learn to love them unconditionally understanding what they go through, how they go through it, and being able to uplift them in the midst and provide unconditional love. And that's all about we don't we've not learned how to unconditionally love people. That is really one of the most difficult things to do. I think too, because we've not really learned how to love ourselves unconditionally as well while working to change, you know, dealing with with where you are, dealing with all your past, letting it go and starting anew. So, yes, we're all broken. Yes, we have many emotionally broken men, but you can't just look at the brokenness 
from the outside what you see. Be willing to look deep and try to understand because just as men are valuable, we women are valuable in a different way. You know, we talk about our men, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself as well, but how much do we pray? I posted something earlier this week. I shared it. I, I don't think I posted I think I shared it. You know, do you pray for me as much as you talk about me? We say a lot. We lock, We like a lot of things on Facebook. We share a lot of things on Facebook. We post a lot of things. If we use half of that time to pray, to meditate, to silence our mind, things would be different. So, yeah, I agree with our caller. Something, if, if, if we don't make it happen, trust me, something is going to happen that breaks us all the way down. My fear is that we won't know how to get back up, that we will become slaves again if not in chains, but mentally enslaved, which is where we are now, really. We're in our own hell. We create our own hell. We live in our own hell, and it creates hell for all of us. So although this show was about emotionally broken men, we're all broken, and we all add to each other's brokenness. So that means we're all responsible and we pass it down, we pass it along. I almost feel like I need to just change my energy and change my audience to the babies and start young to where we start to have them think about what they think about, to really spend time in trying to know who they are. And then certainly for me, teaching them about a great, a greater God, a great God, because you just can't serve yourself and seek yourself like we have become. You can't just be selfish and think the world is supposed to evolve, to operate efficiently. We can't. We can no longer do that. Look where it's getting us. Because that same sickness and selfishness is in our homes. And I don't know if it was our caller or Rodney, but somebody said, you know, there was a certain level of respect back in the day. If not for each other, for adults. For your mother, for your father. Yeah, you had your in-between things and your in-between people, but overall, there was a time where I knew if I got in trouble that if if my grandmother, my mother, my whoever couldn't get a, couldn't get me, that the neighbor could get me before, and then I was going to get it again. So people were holding me accountable, and I already knew. If I'm going to act a fool and you got a camera on me like these children do today, like you filming me acting a fool, boy, do you know my mama could see that? My grandmother could see that. (laughs) My dad, you know, but they film it and they put it up so mama can see and grandmother. We're We're dealing with a different breed of people today that we have taught how to be because Parents, you go to the school and you act a fool with the teacher, knowing your little baby done act a fool and deserved everything he got. So right there you just told him or her that you don't have to respect this teacher as an adult. 
So this thing is not just about emotionally broken men. It is about an emotional broken society of people who say we love God, who say we love everybody, who say we serve this God, and we want to put people in this box that we created. So don't just listen to this show. Go do something about it because we all have brokenness and we all have emotionally broken men in our lives. What what do we do? Do we throw them away? What do we do? Mm. So um, back over to you, Rodney, as we work to close. I don't have – well, the only thing is we will not be on next Monday, right? Right, and we're going to call – we're going to rest this one out because of uh, – Easter, well, yeah, we will, because I, I will be traveling a little bit. So uh, we will not be on next Monday um, is what we decided, Rodney, right? Am I right on that? That is correct. Uh, we want <laughs> you guys to um, <laughs> enjoy um, your time with your family. Uh, you may be like Tammy and myself. Um, I know we're going to be traveling as well. Uh, we're going to leave here Friday and head down to North Carolina and visit my sister. Um, her husband and, 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 and their children, and then we're going to uh, make our way back Sunday. Uh, so we'll probably get in sometime Sunday night. Um, but just enjoy your time with your families. Um, those of you who, um, you know, may be in school or may work in a school and you're going to be on spring break um, or ending spring break, uh, definitely enjoy yourself. So take next Monday and um we won't be on, but we always encourage you to listen to one of our archive shows. Um, probably, uh, and, and we'll put some out there for those of you who yeah. um, who are who follow us on Facebook. Um, we will uh, definitely post a few archived uh, shows um, for you to check out if you would like to uh, do so. Uh, but thank you guys again uh, for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, again, we want to thank our, our callers who, who chimed in. Um, definitely some good information. If you joined the show late, please go back and listen to the show in its entirety. I'm going to end um, with probably, I'm not going to say my favorite, but one of my one of my favorite scriptures, and that is Romans 12 and 2. And it says, Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you have a blessed week. No matter what you do, please be safe. Please be careful. Please help someone if you can. Enjoy your night, everybody. Good night. Oh,
But I know 